In this series, I'd like to explore the book of life as it's described in the Bible. I believe it portrays the mystery of Christ in you and you in Christ and contains keys to revival. Revival. When you've had an encounter with the Holy Spirit, you can understand how his power turned that first century world upside down and could in fact now turn our world upside down as well. You're left eager for more. In this series, I'm asking the Lord to reveal what I personally, or we corporately, can do to support his direction toward revival. I do believe in an astounding end time move of God, which is in fact implied in the Bible. So looking in Luke chapter 10, Jesus sent out 70 of his followers with authority over the devil's kingdom, over the spiritual authorities that are, in fact, the world rulers even now. They saw things that put them in awe of the power of Jesus and that he had delegated to them. It was what we might term revival power. In the middle of their excitement, Jesus said that it is more wonderful and worthy of joy that their names are written in heaven, that this contained a mystery that many wise men, intellectual giants, sought to understand but could not. And he thanked his father that it was now being revealed to infants. That registry is called the Lamb's Book of Life. I believe there's more to this than a simple registry that St. Peter checks at the pearly gates when the roll is called up yonder. There are several other heavenly books mentioned which are more than a registry of names such as the Book of Remembrance in the Book of Malachi, the books Daniel saw opened in the courts of heaven as they sat in judgment. I think of the Book of Life as incorporating all those volumes. Connecting some of these dots will give us a clue to the Lord's revival power being released in our generation. Searching out the truths in the mystery will also enable us to find our personal role in the unfolding drama of God's plan for our time. So let me propose some connections. Since Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, we could think of the Lamb's Book of Life as the Book of Christ. You are in the book when you are in Christ. When you are in Christ, Christ is in you as your eternal life. That mystery of Christ in you and you in Christ is in fact that takes our faith beyond religion by its typical definition. Exercising our faith in this fact releases the amazing power of God to bring glory to his name. I believe it is the key to revival. Some things that are spiritual realities the Bible calls a mystery. That means there is more to them than meets the eye. There are riches of glory hidden in those truths that we are invited to explore. The dual statement that Christ is in you and you are in Christ is one such mystery. It is difficult to visualize that those two paradoxical concepts are both true at the same time. Looking at the significance of the book of life has helped me to find some insights into this mystery. Let's think about another book, the Bible, Greek for the book. It is a supernatural book. The French philosopher Voltaire predicted that within a hundred years of his time, the Bible would be reduced to a curious relic and that there would not be a single Bible left on earth. Fifty years after his death, however, the Evangelical Society of Geneva was using the home, his home as a warehouse for Bibles. The Bible has endured. The book of life is stored in heaven and it will surely endure for eternity. There are 31,102 verses in the Bible gathered together in 66 books. There were many other things written at the same time, but only these became the canon, the recognized word of God. 
By that we mean each book, chapter, and verse is inspired, or more accurately, God-breathed, by the Spirit of God. A verse is in the Bible because it is inspired, and it is inspired because it is in there, anointed by the Spirit, making it living and active, and the power of God is behind it. Everything a verse says is not always positive, even though it is inspired. Some historical accounts are examples of what not to do or be like. They are case studies for our instruction. That is why you cannot read the Bible like a natural book. The Holy Spirit reveals the word within the word. Each verse has a depth beyond its surface meaning. This is a picture of you in Christ. When you are in Christ, His Spirit is in you. His Spirit is in you because you are in Christ. You can think of yourself like a verse in the Bible. You are in Christ because Christ is in you and vice versa. Jesus told the disciples that having their name written in the book of life was of greater significance than having earthly authority over the devil. Every believer is like a passage in the book of life, or maybe even an entire chapter, or an entire book. I think of the book of life as more than just a registry of your name. It has a record of your life, character, and personality, like an expanded version of the book of Chronicles. You're in the book of life, and that means you are in Christ, who then is your life. Clearly you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the Lord, the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of our heart. You're in the canon of the book of life, the authoritative record of your life written by God, because the life of Christ is in you. Paul says, you are clearly an epistle of Christ, written by the Spirit of the living God. You are an authorized representative. What gets recorded in the book of life? If you're in Christ, then the Spirit of Christ is in you. You are in the Lamb's book of life. Is it just a registry? We might be happy with just that. As long as my name is written there, I will get admission through the pearly gates. But that misses the point of the purpose behind Christ in you. When Chronicles first nine chapters lists hundreds of names, for most of which there is nothing else written about them. Those people made it into the book because of their birthright. But there are no other notable events recorded. The rest of the Chronicles, in fact, records historically significant stories, but they're not in them. What gets recorded in the Book of Life? Certainly names, but I believe also what we have said and done under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Now not everything the prophets and apostles said or did got recorded in the Bible, and not everything you do or say makes it into the record either. Only those anointed parts, those parts authored by the Holy Spirit of Jesus because they're recorded for their eternal significance. I suppose that means some stories may be longer than others, but everything we say or do is in the name of Jesus in Christ, but when it is in the name, even the smallest thing is rewarded and recorded. Of course, it is not just quantity, but quality that counts. Psalm 117 is the shortest chapter in the Bible, but it is a gem, whereas Psalm 119 is the longest. Both are significant, and I'm glad they're both there. It's not whether you have a lot or a little in your chapter, it is the anointing that counts, and the Lord attaches the value. 
next part of the series, I would like to try to answer the question, in what ways does the fact that we are in Christ and Christ is in us impact the world around us? We understand a verse in the Bible by its context. Your life in Christ also has to find its meaning in the context.